officially here. That's right. Now, you wouldn't know that here in Ohio based on the weather today, which made it to the mid-80s, but you would have known it here in Ohio just a few days ago when the high was in the low 60s. Welcome to fall in Ohio. So before I get into just a general discussion about fall, I'm going to give you guys some fun facts. Learning segment. So just a quick back history of fall. It was originally called harvest, which makes sense. This is the time that a lot of crops are harvested to prepare for winter when the shit won't grow. It's your final chance to clean up your field or your patches or your gardens or whatever the shit you had back then. And of course, we know fall is also called autumn, but it was around the 1600s that people, as they started to build more cities and people were moving to more city areas, they started to refer to autumn as fall of the leaves because the leaves fall off. And then it just got shortened to fall because we as people have to just shorten everything. You know, that's like the early version of of LOL or OMG. So speaking about the falling leaves, you know, one thing that everyone's all excited about with fall, which I'll be honest, I am a big fan of fall. It is my favorite season. Yes, I'm one of those people that is just like everybody. Fall is my favorite season, which makes sense because here, you know, in Ohio or the Midwest where you actually experience seasons, you're kind of done with the heat. And this summer just felt horribly hot and horribly humid. I don't know if it's just because last year a lot of people didn't go outside that much due to COVID, myself included, so our bodies had basically had like an entire summer that we didn't really experience summer, so this year just feels worse because we're not used to it. Or maybe this year just sucked, but it felt hot and damp. But with fall, like one of the things people really like about fall is the foliage, the leaves. The leaves are changing. Yes, they're all about to die and become brittle and fall into our yards, which will create more work for us. But the changing of the leaves, the colors of the leaves, I'm already noticing it in my trees and my neighbor's trees. But one fact that I was not aware of until I did a little research before recording this episode was that leaves are not actually green. So the leaves don't really change colors like we think they do. Leaves are naturally red, yellow, and purple. But during the spring and summer seasons, they get so much sunlight that the chlorophyll turns the leaf green. But that's not the leaf's natural state. So actually, what we think of as the leaves changing colors should actually take place in spring when they become green. But now in fall, it's just the leaves going back to their casual clothes. They're getting nice and comfy before they slowly and gently fall to their death. So I thought that was interesting. Another thing, apparently kids that are born in fall have a higher likelihood of living longer. They have a higher likelihood of excelling in school. They have a higher likelihood of being athletic. But they also have a higher likelihood for having asthma. So three bonuses and a pooper. Speaking of athleticism, we are now in the season of fall sports, which feels different this year because, again, COVID last year, everything was different. As I've mentioned before, I am from Columbus, Ohio, so therefore I am a fan of the Ohio State Buckeyes, the football team. I'm not a big sports fan in general. Hockey is the main thing that I pay attention to. I'll also watch college football when it comes to the Buckeyes, but generally I don't really follow 
college football outside of my team. I don't really pay attention to the NFL. I couldn't tell you when or if I've ever even watched a baseball game on television. I like going to like MLB games in a stadium, but I haven't even done that in decades. My favorite part of professional baseball games is not really the baseball, but it's the vendor that comes down with these cups of chocolate malted ice cream, and then they give you a tongue depressor instead of a spoon, and because your hand is holding the outside, the outside of the ice cream melts faster. So I basically take this tongue depressor around the edges and just get, as it's souping up, I kind of put it on the tongue depressor, I put it in my mouth, and before you know it, I have like this little boner of ice cream in the middle, and then I won't tell you how I finish it. Of course, if baseball lasted well into the fall, I am sure that the ice cream and stuff that they would be serving by the vendors would not be chocolate. It would be pumpkin spice flavored because we are now in a season of everything is pumpkin spice. Pumpkin lattes, pumpkin caramel mocha crappuccinos, pumpkin ice cream, pumpkin flavored hot dogs. Okay, that last one, maybe not so much. But what's really weird is that the majority, if not almost all of the stuff that people consume during fall that is pumpkin spice flavored has nothing to do with pumpkin. There's no flavor of pumpkin incorporated. They just call it pumpkin spice. Yes, it's a variety of spices that we typically equate to the fall season. But do not be deceived. Pumpkin spice has no pumpkin flavoring in it. I am famous for my pumpkin seeds, which are delicious. I usually wait to buy pumpkins until a little closer to Halloween, but I will then buy way more than I need. I really don't even care about how they're carved. I just want the fucking seeds. And the key to a good pumpkin seed, ladies and gentlemen, is not to rinse them off. Leave the snot and the goop and the shit. Pick the chunks of stuff off of it, yes, but... If there's a couple little pieces and chunks of pumpkin meat, it's fine. That shit will crisp up and be delicious. Then you take that slimy, snotty mess of seeds in a big bowl. You add a shit ton of melted butter. Toss it. Salt it. Toss it. Salt it. Toss it. Salt it. And then spread them out on a baking sheet and bake them until they're a dark brown or almost black. And I assure you, they will be delish. It almost tastes like popcorn, but with the fibrous, chewy nature of a seed, even though they're not that chewy if you crisp them up properly. So that is something I am looking forward to in the coming weeks is some of Jeff's famous pumpkin seeds. Yummy! In addition to being the season of everything is pumpkin flavored, it's also the season of Han Solo boots. That's right, ladies. What the fuck is happening? When did this trend start? How did it catch on? And why is it still going? These weird fucking black leather boots that go all the way up to your fucking knee. I just don't get it. Just wear some normal shoes. You're not on the Millennium Falcon. Now, if you're going on the Millennium Falcon for, you know, some kind of battle in space, then I will absolutely allow you to wear those boots. Otherwise... There's no functional reason to wear those boots, and I'm telling you from my perspective, from a fashion sense perspective, there's also no sense to wear those boots. 
And obviously all of fashion kind of changes where I live for fall because the weather gets colder. I'm no longer wearing shorts. Maybe I'm not always wearing t-shirts or I've got to at least prepare with a fleece or a jacket or something like that because the weather and the temperature can just change and drop in the blink of an eye once the sun goes down. It might be a 70 degree day, but then at nighttime at by eight o'clock at night, nine o'clock, you're in the fifties. That's why my gig this last Friday was supposed to be on a patio and they moved me inside because it was going to be cold. I'm sure that was the wise idea. But here in Ohio, we're right at that point where it's like one day I've got the AC on and I'm wearing shorts. The next day I've got my jeans on and the heat on. It's a very schizophrenic forecast. My problem this year is that I gained a lot of weight last year during COVID and my belly got a little bigger and my jeans didn't quite fit so comfortably. I didn't need them that often because obviously we weren't leaving the house that much. But when I did, I still had to have a pair of jeans that didn't make my nipples explode from the pressure coming from the tight-waisted nature of my pantaloons. But I have since lost um, about 13 to 14 pounds down, depending on the day. So my jeans are very kind of, I should be in an in-between size. I have 36s that I am wearing. That's, that's fat piggy Jeff. And yes, I have dug my 34 fours out of the closet and tried to button them and fasten them. I'm sure if I sucked my stomach and pretty much everything else in as much as possible, I might be able to fasten them. But again, nipple explosion from the pressure. No one wants that. But with the 36s, it's, I'm again at an in-between size and it's very difficult. Men, you will know this. It's hard to find jeans that are 33s or 35s. Everything is typically sold off the rack in an even number. But that one inch makes a difference. With the jeans that I can currently comfortably fasten and wear, every three or four steps, I'm constantly hiking them back up because they're halfway down my ass. I don't have hips. I don't have baby don't have back. I don't have shit to hold these jeans up. That's the job of the waistband and the button. And I know some of you might say, Jeff, you could just wear a belt. I guess I could wear a belt, but unfortunately, because I am more of a t-shirt, untucked kind of guy, I'm not tucking that shit into my jeans. That looks almost as stupid as fucking Han Solo boots. And if I have a belt on with an untucked shirt, now the, the fat of piggy stomach is going to constantly just rest and press into this metal buckle. That is very uncomfortable. I may prefer the nipple explosion. You know, after saying it a few times, I'm really starting to latch on to Nipple Explosion. That may be the name of my next band, so look out for that on iTunes and Spotify. So my favorite thing about fall is Halloween. I am a Halloween guy. It's my favorite holiday. And from my perspective, where I live, as far as I'm concerned, it is the only holiday that comes during fall. And a lot of people will say, but Jeff, winter doesn't start until December 21st. I checked it in the Farmer's Almanac. No, that's fine. You can give me fucking specific dates about solstices and almanacs and all that shit, but I'm telling you, in Columbus, Ohio, winter is here before Thanksgiving. I have spent more Thanksgivings driving through snowy, shitty weather than I have Thanksgivings that were moderate temperatures and fall-like weather. But Halloween in general, I just love the holiday. I love it. Maybe it's because I'm theatrical and fabulous, but I like dressing up. I like putting a bunch of decorations up that scares the shit out of people. I love horror movies and just that whole aspect of things. In fact, I will be doing a Halloween special for the Jeff Becomes Jeff podcast, and Mr. Steve Stevie Cade, who I had on a 
recent episode, will be joining me because Stevie also has his film podcast and his film reviews on Film Trigger and things that he does. So I thought it would be perfect to have Stevie be a part of that discussion. And I will make sure we're going to do the recording of that, I believe, the Monday before Halloween. So by the time I produce and release it, I'm going to try and get that out to you guys on Thursday, which I believe is the 28th this year. But if that's wrong, it's the uh, Thursday before Halloween. So look forward to that. I get very involved in my Halloween decor. I pretty much turn my entire, well, the majority of the first floor of my house into like a haunted scene. There's all, I've got all kinds of weird fucking lighting that comes out. Creepy girls that just stand in the corner like little girls. They're not real. They're fake. Don't worry. I'm not harboring little girls that you know of. Kidding. Kidding, of course. Little creepy dolls, bloody gauze hanging in doorways and entryways. Weird light bulbs that I screw in that flicker and then go out and then just they look like, you know, what you would see in like the basement of some murderous family in a horror movie. I'm not the type of guy that likes to put out decorations super early. And my plan was to wait until October 1st to put my Halloween decorations out. Like when it comes to Christmas decor, I put that stuff out out a week before Christmas and it's torn down in the little storage bins and carried back down to the basement by 8 p.m. on Christmas Day. Yes, I'm a Scrooge, but I have a neighbor across the street and then another one across the street and like three doors down from them that already has a ton of Halloween stuff out in their yard. I don't really do a ton of exterior stuff. I want shit to be authentic. I don't like blow up witches and shit flapping around in my front yard. That's just corny. So I change out the light bulbs on my porch to be this kind of blood red bulb that just lights my entire porch up with red. I have in my upstairs, so over my garage in the room I'm in right now, my quote unquote studio, I take a microphone stand and I kind of pile sheets and things on top of it to look like the rough shape of a man or a person. And then I put a lot of lighting behind it that's red with a strobe light. So from the street, it just looks like the shadow of some cloaked man standing in the window with this backlighting of red red and this occasionally flashing strobe light. It's it's just generally creepy looking. That's what I like. I like the creepy. But because the neighbors already have shit out, I'm like, fuck it. You know what? I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and start putting my stuff out. We're only a few days away, at least at the time of recording this. And last night when I did the decorations, we're only a few days away from October. It's not too soon. Plus, the majority of it is inside the house. So no one really knows that I decorated early. Now you do. So my plan last night was to get get the main decor out. I've got all these cool pictures that when you walk by, they kind of shift or change. They look really old school. I've got a centerpiece for my kitchen table that's got brains and fingers and ears and shit on it. Like I said, creepy dolls and, you know, mannequins or things like that. Lighting, bloody gauze, strobe lights, bats suspended from parts of the ceiling, and then the pièce de résistance, which we all know and French translates to piece of resistance. No, that's not right. For me, is spider webs. I like to do very extravagant spider webs in certain areas of the house. It just ties everything together. Now, I wasn't going to do any spider webbing last night because that shit takes me time and I gotta climb up on a step stool or a chair or a counter or something like that in order to do it. But I got bored. The other decorations went up pretty quickly and I'm like, eh, fuck it. I'll at least start and do this 
corner over the sink. So I do that. And I go to great lengths. I have all these fake bugs like cockroaches and flies and stuff that I twist into the webbing to make them look like they've been kind of cocooned and wrapped up for the spider. The shit looks good. Don't get me wrong. So I get the spot over the sink done last night. And then I'm like, I have this kind of bay window in my kitchen and it's a perfect area to do a ginormous web display. So I I did that one. And I got some music playing in the background. I'm, yeah, it's getting late, but it's not crazy late. So now I've done like my two biggest areas of webbing that I need to accomplish. There's only one more area in the house that I need to do that is a big extravagant web display, which is in the foyer by the front door. You all know why they call it the foyer? Because foyer in the house, you're in there. All right, that's a stupid old joke. But in my front entryway, there's when you walk in the door, there's a hallway straight ahead and to the left. There's a staircase immediately to the right that goes to the upstairs. And then off to the left of the hallway, right ahead and on the left is like what I call the front room. That's where like my foosball table and my piano and stuff like that is. But that room is mostly blocked off by bloody gauze in that entryway. So you can barely see into it when the sun is not out. So I've got the webbing out. I've got the thumbtack out that I use to kind of, I stretch the webbing out, I try and make it look natural. That's the key to this fake webbing is stretching. You don't want big clumps of it. You want to make sure it looks stringy and thread-like. So I decide, fuck it, I'm going to go ahead and do the webbing for the foyer while I have all the shit out and I'm already in web mode. Let's just do it. Let's get it done. And then if I want to add small little webs here and there throughout the house later, I can, but let's just get the major shit out of the way. I was on a roll. Call me butter. So since the previous two spots that I had done the webbing for were in the kitchen, I hadn't bothered to go out into the garage and get the step stool out. I just took these chairs that I have at the kitchen table, and these are like high top chairs. It's a big table, but it's very high. So these chairs basically double my height from what the step stool would do. And they're very stable, so it's fine to use those. And I've used them so many times, I'm very comfortable with using them as a step stool. So at this point, making the decision to go ahead and web the foyer, I have decided I'm just going to drag a chair into the foyer down the hallway instead of getting the step stool, which the foyer ceiling, because it incorporates into a stairway, I wanted to make sure that I had enough height as well. And like I said, the chair offers double the elevation, at least from the step stool. Now, when I do my webbing, I like to start from a center point and then stretch it out from there. So I got a couple tacks and, you know, stretch in a center area in the ceiling and then down in the corner of the wall in that foyer area. Now I need to stretch the webbing out toward the staircase. So I kind of scooch the chair and I'm facing this wall that is the side wall that goes up the staircase and I'm stretching the webbing out and I like it nice and taut. And the bunch of webbing that I had had a little bit more stretch and flexibility in it than I thought. So I had to lean a little further to try and get where I want to put the tack in. And as soon as I brought the rest of my body weight over with my right hand to put the tack in, I no longer had a good center of gravity over the top of the chair. The chair bobbled. It didn't fall over, but it was enough for me to fly and fall off the chair. Luckily, I must have turned my body at some point during the fall and I landed 
landed on my back on the stairs. I don't remember if I was knocked out. I did hit my head pretty hard on the edge of one of the steps. I also have injuries to my back at intervals of steps on my spine that are super painful. And it goes down as far as my right thigh, about mid-thigh. So I, I definitely took up a lot of stairs when I fell. I even knocked down a ghastly picture that I had hanging up, going up the stairs that's supposed to be freaky, but it's just taped ups. And as I was falling, I must've hit that with my hand because I knocked that off. I remember the chair bobbling. I don't really remember hitting the stairs. So that's why I'm not sure if I may have knocked myself out because all I remember after the chair bobbling is just looking up at the ceiling and realizing my head hurt a lot. I didn't notice my back as much at the time. I am noticing it today, don't worry. Additionally, the thumbtack that I had been trying to put in the wall to get that stretched web in place, I stabbed myself in my left middle finger right at the cuticle. That was not pleasant. I fear that the head trauma may have caused a mild concussion. Today was not so great. I don't remember going to bed. I don't remember what time I went to bed. I don't remember what show I watched on TV before I went to bed. All I know is that I just woke up and I don't even remember turning over in the middle of the night. Like, as far as I know, I laid down and I slept in the same position the whole time. And then today was very foggy for me. I was having a lot of difficulty with concentrating on just basic things like the TV. I was hesitant to even contemplate recording a podcast episode under these circumstances. So if this episode is garbage, we'll blame that on the concussion. And I don't know that I have a concussion. I just know that I hit my head real hard. I will say that I consider myself lucky that somehow I landed on my back. The way I was facing the wall, I should have landed on my left side. So I had to have turned at the last second. I don't remember any of that. But I'm a glasses wearer and I'm a guitar player. So if I would have landed on my front, I mean, I could have broken fingers. I could have broken my glasses while they were on my face. I mean, the image that that presents me is not pleasant. So I am definitely earning my Halloween decor this year. I have not done shit all day from a productive nature until now. And I'm mainly doing this tonight because I want to make sure that I keep this content consistent. My goal moving forward is going to be to release episodes every week on Monday and Thursday. Now, it's already Monday. Clearly, this episode isn't coming out on Monday. And my last episode was Saturday, so I haven't really had a schedule. But I think that will help me if I have a set schedule and I can plan and I can record and produce the episodes accordingly. And also, if you listen to the last episode, uh, Jeff Does SC, where I talk about my trip to South Carolina, you'll know that I had to record two episodes basically back to back, produce them, and then schedule one to launch while I was out of town just to make sure the content was consistent. So having a schedule will help me in the event that I have to do that because now I'll know exactly what I need based on when I'm not going to be available to record or produce or whatever. My goal, I don't know if this will actually happen, would be to start the Monday and Thursday releases next week. But since this one won't come out until Tuesday or Wednesday, it's just going to be a matter of how much I can put together before next Monday. Perhaps I'll wait and I won't release another episode this week until Monday just to get myself on schedule. If that's the case, I apologize that you didn't get two in one week 
week, but moving forward, you will be able to better prepare and plan for new episodes of the Jeff Becomes Jeff podcast. As always, I greatly appreciate everyone tuning in. I constantly see new countries popping up on the listenership, so I want to thank everybody overseas that's not in America that listens to this. Again, Dublin, Ireland. Whoever is listening in Dublin, Ireland, you guys are making up the majority of the overseas listens. Please make sure you tell people about the show. If you like it, let's get this spread. Let's get this going. I would love to have more people enjoying the insanity that is the Jeff Becomes Jeff podcast. Again, if this episode sucked, I'm blaming the fact that I might have a mild concussion right now. Consider yourself lucky that you're getting anything, you needy pieces of shit. Until next time, I'm Jeff. Fabulous! And I'm Jeff. Good night.